This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about something called PTE or PE. That stands for pulmonary thromboembolism. Human medicine calls it pulmonary embolism or PE. Now, this isn't something I commonly see in the ER, but it can be devastating. So make sure to tune right back in. We'll be right back after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to ER Vet on PetLife Radio. As an emergency critical care veterinary specialist, I will say that I see a lot of dogs and cats present to the ER vet with difficulty breathing. Now, first of all, if you ever notice that your dog wakes you up because they can't breathe or they're constantly coughing or your cat is open mouth breathing, those are signs of respiratory distress. Now, in human medicine, they call it dyspnea, which means the sensation of difficulty breathing. In veterinary medicine, dogs and cats don't show us the signs of difficulty breathing quite as well. So you as a pet owner have to be really observant in order to pick up the subtle signs. So signs include subtle coughing, things like opening their mouth to breathe, especially for cats, extending the neck straight out in dogs in order to make it a straight shot for oxygen to get from the mouth all the way into the lungs, panting all the time, seeming exercise intolerant. In other words, you take your dog for a walk and they're really lagging behind. In really severe signs, I can see fluid coming out of the nose or the mouth, or the gums can turn blue. Now, keep in mind, when your dog or cat develops signs of blue gums, that means severe, life-threatening difficulty breathing. And it's really difficult to see until it's end stage. So please never wait until it becomes that severe. If you notice any kind of difficulty breathing or anything abnormal, when in doubt, please call your veterinarian or get to the ER vet right away because we'll want to treat your dog or cat with oxygen. Now, there are hundreds of causes for difficulty breathing in dogs and cats. And the one I'm going to talk about today is less common. Again, it's called pulmonary thromboembolism, which is often abbreviated as PTE. This is a life-threatening blood clot that can occur in the lungs. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because sometimes this can be prevented with preventative care. 
Now, PTE, or pulmonary embolism, what human medicine calls it, is seen in both dogs and cats and humans and lots of different species out there. Now, while it's rare for me to see in veterinary medicine, it can be life-threatening, and it results in really severe difficulty breathing or even sudden death. So, first of all, what causes PTE, and how common are they? These rare life-threatening blood clots are often caused initially from a deep vein thrombus. Now, you've probably heard if you're going to take an airplane ride and you're going to be on the plane for a really long time, you're going to be on the plane for 12 to 24 hours, your medical doctor will often tell you to get up and walk around. Why? Because they're trying to prevent a big clot from forming in your vein. What can happen is if you have a deep vein thrombus, often abbreviated a DVT, this can actually form in the big blood vessels, the veins in the body. And if a DVT forms, there's a risk that this clot can break off and get stuck in the lungs, causing a pulmonary thromboembolism. So in human medicine, pulmonary embolisms can often be seen after these deep vein thrombus form. Again, most common causes for deep vein thrombus in humans is oftentimes being on a long airplane ride, having underlying disease that makes you more likely to clot or bruise, or potentially having obesity or underlying diseases that makes your body more likely to clot. Now, in veterinary medicine, dogs and cats typically don't get deep vein thrombus. We don't see that very commonly, but we can see pulmonary thromboembolism. Now, I'm going to mention a fancy word called hypercoagulability. Don't worry, you don't need to write it down. You don't even need to know what it means. But there are certain situations and diseases in dogs and cats where the body is predisposed to clotting too fast. And that's what hypercoagulability means. The reason why I'm mentioning this is because some of these causes are preventable or some of them need to be treated early in the disease. So we want to catch it earlier. Otherwise, one of the biggest risks is a pulmonary thromboembolism. Now, some of the diseases that predispose dogs and cats to abnormal clotting include things like heartworm disease, abnormal blood flow, like if there's an abnormally dilated heart or poor blood flow through the major blood vessels, certain medications like chronic dosing of steroids like prednisone, prednisolone, or dexamethasone, underlying heart disease, certain types of cancer, inflammation in the body like pancreatitis or infection, certain underlying injury to the red blood cells like diseases called immune-mediated hemolytic anemia, which we've talked about on a previous episode of ER Vet. So make sure to check that out. Abnormal protein loss in the body, like when the body's losing protein through the kidneys or through the intestinal tract, underlying surgery, or even severe trauma. So a lot of these problems are potentially preventable. How? Well, first of all, if you have a dog or a cat, you really want to keep them on heartworm preventative. We've talked about this extensively in previous episodes of ER Vet. It is so important to keep your dog and your cat on heartworm preventative, especially if you live in the south or warmer areas. Don't forget, heartworm disease is totally transmitted by a mosquito where they inject a worm that clogs the lungs and heart of your dog and cat. This is very, very common in the southeast, south central, or warmer areas of North America. And it's totally preventable with preventative medication or heartworm medication. Other diseases that are potentially preventable are trauma by keeping your dog on a leash or obedience training your dog so they always come back to you can help minimize severe trauma. 
heart disease. Now, this is harder to prevent because a lot of times heart disease is genetic. But I will tell you, the sooner that your vet diagnoses a heart murmur, and the sooner you get it worked up by a cardiologist, the sooner we can start your dog or cat on heart medications, making the heart beat more efficiently. If your cat or your dog has undiagnosed heart disease, or you've been told for years that your pet has a heart murmur, the heart beats less efficiently. And that makes the left atrium, one of the chambers of the heart, more and more and more dilated. The more dilated it is, the more likely that your dog can develop a severe life-threatening clot to the body. Now, some of the other causes aren't quite as preventable, like protein loss from the body or injury to the red blood cells or cancer. But when in doubt, the sooner we diagnose a problem, the sooner we can treat it, the better the long-term outcome. This is another reason why I always advocate for, when in doubt, making an appointment with a veterinary specialist if your pet has a more complex disease. For example, If your dog is constantly itchy and you're occasionally going to your veterinarian for certain medications like prednisone for allergies, you really want to consult with a specialist because while prednisone is commonly used to treat a lot of diseases in veterinary medicine, it's not without side effect. And the biggest side effects are typically excessive drinking, excessive hunger, panting all the time. But the life-threatening complication we can see with drugs like prednisone are pulmonary thromboembolism, where it can be fatal. So again, if you're not sure, you always want to check with a veterinary specialist because we can potentially alter the medications or treat the underlying problem to hopefully wean your pet down off the lowest dose of medication necessary. A couple other diseases that are preventable, inflammation of the body. Now, in previous episodes of ER Vet, we've talked about pancreatitis. The easiest way to prevent inflammation of the pancreas is by not feeding fatty foods. You're talking about things like turkey carcasses, chicken bones, anything fattening that a family member may accidentally or purposely feed to your dog. I've talked about pancreatitis a ton of times before, but if you have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shetland Sheepdog, or a miniature schnauzer, you have to go back and check out those episodes because pancreatitis can be life-threatening. And in severe cases, again, it can actually predispose to this horrible, rare clot called the pulmonary thromboembolism. Now, those are the majority of causes that are preventable. Again, sometimes it's not preventable. Now, there is one more disease that I wanted to mention that does result in abnormal clotting. It's going to be a big word, and it's called hyperadrenocorticism. I know it sounds really fancy, but it's basically when your dog's body, and rarely your cat's body, is producing too much natural steroid. We're not talking about weightlifter steroids here. We're talking about natural cortisol. Now, I see this more commonly in smaller dogs. So Bichon Frises, Miniature Poodles, Pekingese, Shih Tzus, but bigger dogs can also get hyperadrenocorticism. Now, hyperadrenocorticism is seen in human medicine too, and it's often called Cushing's disease, which is way easier to say. If your dog was diagnosed with Cushing's disease, one of the rare potential complications is pulmonary thromboembolism. Remember how we just talked about how chronic prednisone causes your body to clot abnormally and predisposes you to a pulmonary embolism? Well, same exact problem if your body makes too much steroid like cortisol. If your dog was diagnosed with hyperadrenocorticism, or again, Cushing's, you do want to talk to your veterinarian or veterinary specialist about getting it treated. Not only are the signs of excessive drinking and urinating and constant hunger 
inconvenient, but it can save your dog's life by treating them for Cushing's disease so they don't develop one of these rare pulmonary thromboembolisms. We'll continue with this really important topic right after these messages. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We've been talking about a mouthful of medical terms, but the main gist is we're talking about pulmonary thromboembolism or abbreviated PTE. This is when your body is out of whack when it comes to clotting. And again, this can result in a life-threatening clot to the lungs, causing difficulty breathing and even sudden death. We've been talking about diseases that predispose your cat or your dog to abnormal clotting. Some of them are preventable, again, like heartworm disease, avoiding certain medications unless absolutely needed, making sure that you're treating your pet appropriately and early in onset of disease like heart disease or protein loss or inflammation of the body, avoiding trauma. So again, a lot of important things that you have to be aware of. These are diseases that predispose your dog or your cat to throwing a clot to their lungs. Now, there's no specific breed that's predisposed to pulmonary thromboembolism, but I will say there are certain breeds that are more likely to get certain diseases. For example, for all you cat owners who have Maine Coon cats, one of my favorite breeds, there are these huge, long-haired, beautiful, friendly cats. But unfortunately, they have really inherited heart disease called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or HCM. Maine Coon cats are more likely to develop a severe PTE due to heart disease. Yorkshire Terriers, we already talked about how they're more predisposed to inflammation of their pancreas, but they're also more likely to be affected by an inherited disease called protein losing enteropathy or PLE for short. This is when Yorkshires lose too much protein through their intestines, and it makes their body protein too low. This predisposes them to a severe life-threatening clot also. Cocker Spaniels, especially middle-aged female Cocker Spaniels, are more at risk for disease abbreviated IMHA or immune-mediated hemolytic anemia. Again, we've talked about this before on a previous episode of ER Vet, so make sure to check that out. Lastly, golden retrievers and Labrador retrievers are more at risk for a disease called protein-losing nephropathy, or PLN. This is often secondary to Lyme disease, which is why I'm always harping on the importance of keeping your dog and your cat on appropriate flea and tick medication just because I see these life-threatening complications. 
Now, I already talked about signs of difficulty breathing. The signs of pulmonary thromboembolism in dogs and cats are more severe. So it's going to be constant panting, acute, sudden difficulty breathing, anxiety or collapse, open mouth breathing, having those blue colored gums, or even sudden death. Again, if you notice any of these signs, please make sure to get to the veterinarian or an emergency veterinarian immediately because it can be fatal without treatment. Now, I wanted to talk about diagnosis of pulmonary thromboembolism. Unfortunately, in veterinary medicine, we aren't as good as diagnosing PTE as human medicine because most of our veterinary patients are too unstable for advanced diagnostics. Now, I already mentioned how there's numerous causes for difficulty breathing from things like pneumonia to heart failure to asthma. Less commonly is it ever pulmonary thromboembolism. But we have to do more advanced tests in order to find out if there's an underlying medical problem or if there's those clots. Now, most of the time when I'm working up a patient with difficulty breathing, I have to stabilize them first. Once they're more stable, I'm going to do blood work to look at the white and red blood cells, the platelet count, the protein, the kidney and liver function, the salt balance, and clotting tests. I'm also going to do a heartworm test, especially if your dog isn't up to date on heartworm preventative. I'm going to do chest x-rays or even abdominal x-rays just to look to see if there's any underlying problems with the ribs, the trachea, the lungs, or the diaphragm. Now, with pulmonary thromboembolism, I will tell you the x-ray findings can be really subtle. They usually just show a small amount of fluid in the chest cavity, abnormally shaped pulmonary vessels, or even a little bit of fluid in the lung itself. But chest x-rays are difficult to look for answers to diagnose pulmonary thromboembolism. Most of the time, we need to do more advanced diagnostics. This may include doing an ultrasound of the heart, what we call an echocardiogram, or even something called CT angiography. Unfortunately, this one has to be done under anesthesia, which is why it's not done as commonly in veterinary medicine. In human medicine, they'll just say, hey, lay still, hold your breath for 20 seconds. We can't do that in dogs and cats. So in order to diagnose a pulmonary thromboembolism, we typically need general anesthesia. And most of these patients are really, really unstable and high risk. So this isn't a procedure that's commonly done, but it's really what we call the gold standard or the best way for diagnosing a pulmonary thromboembolism. Unfortunately, once we make that diagnosis or suspect that your dog or cat has a pulmonary thromboembolism, the prognosis is generally poor as most dogs and cats may not respond well. Treatment typically includes stabilizing your dog or cat with oxygen, sedating them if they're really anxious, treating the underlying medical problem like heartworm disease, using blood thinners like warfarin, coumadin, or heparin if needed, or even using low-dose aspirin to help prevent additional clots. Sometimes we'll use medications like Plavix or platelet drugs that basically affect the ability for platelets to work, even in dogs and cats too. Now, there are really, really expensive medications that can be used to break up the clot, like streptokinase or TPA. And this is done in human medicine, but it's super, super expensive. And it really should only be done by a veterinary specialist or in an academic university, like a vet school. There are really severe side effects that can be seen in dogs and cats when using these medications that break up clots, like sudden death. So you really want to make sure that you talk to a veterinary specialist in this situation. 
Unfortunately, the prognosis for a PTE is generally poor. Even with 24-7 care at the ER vet, many dogs and cats succumb because of the difficulty breathing. That said, sometimes we can help prevent PTE. And again, that means keeping your dog and cat in good health. Again, keeping your dog and cat on heartworm medication, making sure your pet is in good body condition and they're not obese, trying to minimize any underlying medical problems or picking up on the clinical signs and getting it treated and diagnosed sooner. If your dog or cat is on chronic steroid therapy like prednisone or prednisolone, talk to your veterinarian on whether or not it's medically indicated or if we can wean it down to the lowest effective dose. When in doubt, with any underlying medical problem, you always want to get to a veterinarian or an ER vet right away so we can figure out what's going on sooner than later because the prognosis is always better when we catch that problem early. Again, PTE isn't something that's super, super common, but I definitely see it at the ER vet as a veterinary specialist, and there are some things you can do to prevent it. When in doubt, make sure to keep your dog and cat healthy and happy. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook or Instagram at drjustinelee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.